Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Welcome in listeners to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast, where we're always talking everything college hoops. You could have been anywhere else on the dial, but you chose to be here with us, Mike and Gus. And Mike, I don't know if you noticed, the calendar has flipped to the best month of the year. We're in March and we're excited that the calendar has flipped. I think this is the perfect time to talk to... Any listener out there, whether it be human or dog, uh, about college basketball, Mike, level of excitement currently? Positive Google for everything that's going on. Absolutely love it. Conference tournament times. Can't stop writing. Can't stop tweeting. Can't stop supporting you on Rave on Sports. It's just nonstop fun. And like we will sleep literally in Rothstein. We will sleep in May. And we may not even sleep then because we have the NBA going on. But it's been fantastic. Great. Yeah, it's been unbelievable thus far. You know, we'll get to some of the buzzer beaters that started off March a, a little bit later. We have a select few that we'd like to go over and highlight. But Mike, one of the things over the weekend were all these top teams losing. And of course, the number one team in the country, Gonzaga, gets knocked off by St. Mary's on the road. And all of those top teams did lose on the road. And I, f- I think a few of them were just underdogs, flat out underdogs, even though they were you know ranked within the top seven of our sport. Mike, let's let's focus on Gonzaga and why do you not hate the Zags currently? <laughs> Gus, you would think on social media that if anyone says anything negative about Gonzaga, like that is a is a crime that is punishable <laughs> by being put in shackles in the middle of the town. Guys, that's a concerning loss. It doesn't mean Mark Few isn't a Hall of Famer. It doesn't mean that Gonzaga isn't the best team in college basketball. It doesn't mean that they can't win a national title. It means that the prism through which we look at Gonzaga is whether they're winning a national title. That's the way Mark Few is looking at it. That's the way the fans are looking at it. If they make an Elite Eight, it means nothing. It means nothing. But guys, they're at the level of Kansas, Kentucky, and that's a credit to them. But you cannot dismiss when they go and get pretty consistently controlled by an under-athletic St. Mary's team. I know it's very well coached. I I know, okay, Tommy Cousy and his 14 points, but it was 14 big points. I know, okay, we're excited. Sixth man of the year in conference, by the way. And that's great. (laughs) And we're excited about Mateus Toss. That's fine. That's concerning because it was the end of the year. It was the end of an undefeated regular season. And it was their rival. 
It was in a sleepy spot at Pepperdine in January. So it's concerning. And it bothers me if you're going to pick Gonzaga, I think it's concerning. We can't just dismiss every loss that Gonzaga has and say, oh, well, it's Gonzaga. You would think what I got on Twitter, obvious Gonzaga <laughs> hater. Obvious. I'm sorry, guys. So we can only criticize them if they lose to Chaminade. Is that is that fair? Or are we going to say, well, you know, Chaminade's tough at home. I, I can't take it. The Gonzaga truthers, back off. It was Matthias Toss. You couldn't score. You couldn't hit a three. And Tommy Cousy is not nearly as good as the guard you're going to see from Kentucky. And if you want to win a national title, I just think, Gus, it raised my eyebrow. That's it. I think that's fair. (laughs) It's very fair. I love the way you laid that out. Jesus. Can we also settle down with the Nebhard is the best point guard in college basketball? I don't know where that came from. I, I, that, I, I don't. I, I'm just I, I look. I, I feel like I am usually the the Gonzaga apologist on but the you're podcast. Reasonable, you're a reasonable person. <laughs> but there, that should never have been like a talking point or a piece of conversation. I mean, that that's kind of ridiculous. Every single one of his shots is in, you know, in territory. He's had too many. Five, four, sixteen type games. Too many, uh, and he has a little too much ownership uh, on the offense on that end. And I think that's where they miss Kispert, who would take some of those shots away from you know whoever's running the point, whether it be Nebhard or Suggs. Uh, they don't have that true wing, and that's I think that's where Bolden comes is going to come in and play a big role. I think, uh, oddly enough, he might be the most important backcourt piece. To this whole thing. Never can run it up and down, but Bolden's going to stretch the floor and he's going to make those tough shots that, that Nebhardt's not making right now. Got, and yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I, no, no, no. I was just going to finish off with St. Mary's. I think you were kind by saying under athletic. And the thing that always is the bugaboo for the, for, for the Zags is when they do go up against a athletic or physical yes, team, i.e. Yes, Baylor. That's all I'm saying. Right. It, it, Gus, they still may win the national title. Then I'll Correct. get the LOL tweets. It's fine. Guys, it's it's disturbing to me tonight that Kansas didn't blow the doors off TCU at home with mm. the Big 12 regular season on the line. That's concerning. Is that okay to say? Is that fine? Or because they didn't have Matthias Toss inside, therefore it's not ex- – I can't take it anymore. Ah, jeez. <sighs> it's I'm, so- Gus, I'm complimenting them by looking at them through the prism of the elite teams in college basketball. Of the Blue Bloods. Yes, Correct. Yes. Right. Not the not the new bloods. Uh, they're doing great work out there out west, of course. But no, the blue bloods, and I think yeah, you have to include them in that conversation over the past five years, not just this year. Yes. Like that that's 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 a, a talking point, and that's I think what the program expects. I think what the coaching staff expects. I think when people enroll there, you know, student athletes enroll there, that's what they expect. They expect to have a chance at a national title. And this year's no different. Right. It, I'm not. There's a difference, Gus. If Self doesn't win it or Calipari doesn't win it, when you go to the barber shop, remember Jerry Tipton told us about this. You yeah, go to the yeah, barber yeah. shop, they're saying, oh, it's a disappointing year. 
No one in Gonzaga will say it's a disappointing year, but I do think if we were in the inner sanctum with Mark Few, he wants to win a title. Is that fair? So can we not examine the last game of the regular season against the arch rival in a conference, Gus, that doesn't have the normal level of competition as some of the larger conferences and say, hmm, Kuzi didn't have 30. Uh, hmm. It wasn't like a fluky loss. It was they couldn't solve the slowdown. Like that's all I'm saying. It, like we cannot criticize anyone anymore. We can't. I just can't take it anymore. I love Gonzaga. It's fantastic. <laughs> God forbid. It's a questionable loss. That's it. And 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 you know you juxtapose that against the other top teams losing as well and yes. then bringing up those exact same questions. Also concerning. Yes. yes. <laughs> And we can we can dissect each one of those, but I think this thumbnail sketch for the Zags could speak to each one of those other programs, whether it be your Kansas or your Kentucky, that lost this past weekend as well, and yes. they they've run yes. into a little trouble. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's it, it, and all of those teams are included in the conversation of hmm. I think that team is on my short list to win a national title this year. Can't make fun of somebody's mother, and you can't criticize Gonzaga on social media. <laughs> Jeez, I, I agree with the mother part. I, I think I think we can still, you know, uh, poke holes at some of the things that we're concerned about with Ken Zag. Imagine oh, if I, I, I we're at a point in life now where it's controversial to say, you know, Gonzaga only may make the Elite Eight this year. That's blasphemy. That's what we're going to call the pod tonight. Gonzaga blasphemy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and and congratulations on attaining that level. <laughs> uh, uh, that that we can be like, you know what? Look, the elite eight. I'm not. Sh- I don't know if that's going to be viewed as this. Okay, that, we're we're in a good spot. Everybody's in a good spot. Everybody needs to settle down. And the only people that hate me more than Gonzaga fans are Villanova fans, because folks, that is a terrible win over Providence at home with no Al Durham. But we can get into that a little later. <laughs> we we uh, we can we can pick holes in everything here. Right. All right. So, Mike, let's get down to, uh, you know, what we really love and where you know, we, we often put our eyes and we don't just pay attention to you know like the, the blue bloods that we talked about before, the top six teams that drop. We do pay attention to all the other conferences that are sprinkled around the nation and inside our great sport of college basketball. And to, to just preface this, this is what makes our sport great. Each team in the country has four opportunities during the season to like be a new, to like just peel off, uh, you know, exfoliate or molt or, or whatever the, the term Good is you want to exfoliate. Make. Excellent use of exfoliate. <laughs> right, thank you. And they can just be, they, they can look at it with fresh eyes. When everybody starts, they have their non-conference part of the schedule where they could maybe get an upset win or have that signature win, or make some noise, or whatever the case is they're trying to accomplish, right? If it's a if it's Texas Southern, you're just trying to accumulate buy games and, and take losses and then go win the conference later. Whatever the goal is, then once conference play starts, it's a new again. You have that 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 renewed energy. Okay, hey, let's get it right in conference. Then you have the conference tournament that we're in right now, and then you have the big dance. So you have multiple opportunities throughout the season to really find that signature, whether it be performance, whether it be win, or maybe even magical run, whether it be in your conference tournament or in March. 
and we're in it right now again. And some of these smaller conferences are experiencing that rebirth right now. So everybody is looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Mike, where are we going to go first? Gus, I like to talk about the Big South. Okay, yes, sir. because all that happened in the Big South was the following on Wednesday: <laughs> number eight Radford versus number nine North Carolina A and T. North Carolina A and T upsets seven point win in overtime. Number five UNC Asheville versus number twelve Charleston Southern. Number twelve Charleston Southern second upset wins seventy nine seventy eight. Gus, that's what? a one point win. One point game, right? Okay. Right. Next, number seven High Point versus number ten Hampton. Number seven High Point wins but in overtime. That's two overtime games and one one-point game. And finally, number six, Campbell, and the Blue Hose, near and dear to my heart, number 11, Presbyterian. That game, Gus, was won by the favorite in double overtime. So let's recap. Overtime, overtime, double overtime, one-point win. I need a cigarette. <laughs> thank you, Big South. That's all we're saying is just say, thank you, Big South. It's phenomenal. Like, who do we like out of that coming forward? I, I mean, obviously, Longwood has to be considered the favorite there. Uh, Winthrop is always the threat. Uh, and, of course, the showdown between Campbell and Gardner-Webb is going to be interesting as well. But if, if we're leaning one way, obviously, we're going to go Longwood with that trio of guards. And uh, we don't want to ignore Winthrop. I think Winthrop has the, the pedigree, if nothing else. Um, but, Mike, where do you want to dive into next? The Big South just got us off to a tremendous start. And what, what? where do we need to pay attention to next? I think we should go to the Missouri Valley because after all, Gus, it is arch madness. Now tonight, Illinois State beat Indiana State. They are moving on, Gus. They are not beating Northern Iowa. I just want to let you know ahead of time, I actually have the almanac for Back to the Future. That is not going to be a win. However, that game is on Friday tomorrow at noon. Valparaiso is defeating Evansville, so it looks like they're going to slide in against Missouri State. A couple thoughts here, and then tell me I'm an idiot. I love Northern Iowa. They're not getting upset tomorrow. Loyola versus Bradley, absolutely love Bradley. I always have problems when a great head coach leaves Michigan tonight. I always have trouble when you lose a great head coach. I think there's a bit of an adjustment period. Loyola still has a ton of seniors. Loyola is still solid. They've also looked vulnerable this year, and they've had issues. Loyola may win this game. Whatever the spread is going to be, I'm going to take Bradley. I'm telling you right now, Bradley has been an issue all year battling these big schools. Missouri State, Isaiah Mosley, pull against Valpo. That's a tough one for me because I really do like teams that play in from the play-in game, except Absolutely. unless they're going against Northern Iowa. So. Gosh, guys, I would advise like a first half Valpo line if you can get it there, maybe a plus four in the first half to keep it close. Okay. A- and in the bottom, Drake for Southern Illinois. I am going to pick against Drake at some point. I just don't know if it's going to be Southern Illinois. So my early thoughts, love Bradley in the points. Northern Iowa, no problem. Valpo first half against Missouri State. Drake, Southern Illinois. I'll probably take the points, but I think Drake will advance. But Drake is not getting to the finals here. That's not happening. That's okay, so what, what, what if I tell you that uh, – Loyal Chicago is favored currently by six-ish. Oh, right now. I'm taking right now in the action app. Good. Absolutely. I'm taking Okay. Right and then what if I told you Drake is favored by three and a half? <sighs> that's that's You have to think about that, don't you? Yeah, I'm taking it right now. I okay. was taking, I'm taking both underdogs because right. that's just what I'm doing. Because I need. I, look, I, I think my overall view here is I love Missouri State here. As much as you might love um, Northern Iowa, I'm on the Missouri State. Bears wagon. I, I think that okay. you know Gage Prim is going to put up big numbers in the post, and you, you already mentioned Mosley. He he's 
unbelievably talented and plays at his own pace. Can wreck the game. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about with um, Coach Chris Walker from CBS is like those game wreckers or even those tournament records. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Mosley go off for another 30 spot here somewhere uh, on CBS Sports Network. So I I really like them, but I'm down with the Bradley – Loyola Chicago like squeeze play there. I think that I think that might have some value, but I I don't know if I can jump on the Valpo uh, first half against Missouri State. I think yes, like tournament setting, like people are going to be fired up. Valpo is going to be fired up, but I think I, it's that one's hard for me to get behind. And I have to tell you, I think that Drake still has something going here. So I might that that three and a half looks like just enough for me. But oh man, I, I'm excited that we're just talking about the Valley. All right, I, thank you for that. Now the the I already took Bradley plus six. I just took it. Okay. So um, the fi- it opened at five and a half, went to six. So I'm debating that I could hit it again tomorrow because it could go up. It could continue going up. But hmm. just keep in mind, guys, Bradley this year, year this year versus Loyola Chicago lost in overtime away on January eighth when Loyola was rolling, and hmm. then s- blasted Loyola. Well, blasted one by seven um, on Wednesday. So they've played very well against Loyola, no problem there. Let's see Drake this year. Let's see. Drake against Southern Illinois. There are two games. Um, Drake won by one away, mm-hmm. and then they won by two at home. Ah, ah, okay. <laughs> I, I think. All right, you're onto something there. Then. Okay. Okay. And that's a little wager of one unit, and it's we're a, good. Okay. Thank you. Very I much. like the I like the live like. You know, confirming of your bet like on the podcast. I think Three that's fantastic. Half. Three and a half. Well, when Wendell Carter Jr. goes under, it's a good day. Okay. But so we got some money to play with. Anyway. <laughs> with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I'm I'm with you. I think Terry Roberts from uh, Bradley will keep that interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, where are we going to head to next? Now that we we dipped into the valley, what's what's an what's the next stop? All right, guys, how about we hit the horizon? Okay? So the horizon yeah. bracket updated as we speak, okay? Ooh, okay. So in the horizon, we lost our dearly beloved Oakland early on. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, they lost tonight. <sighs> you know, I didn't like them, Gus. I wanted them in my heart. My heart mm. said yes. My head said no because that 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 late season slide just really it was a struggle. It yeah. was a struggle, and it, and, it, it and really hurt them. Yep. Like we talked about on the last podcast, that, that, that unfortunately that's been one of the tendencies with that um, with that Oakland squad is that they get off to these you know decent starts, especially in conference, might even garner like a, an impressive win or performance along the way in the non con. And then that you know it just slowly kind of drips away, like the leak that you can't fix. 
And it obviously didn't get fixed against Wright State um, in the quarterfinals, that's for sure. Yeah, and tonight we had a big win for Northern Kentucky uh, because I actually said they had lost twice to Detroit this year. So I thought that was a little frisky. Um, But in the first half, they pretty much were locked in to Davis, and he really wasn't able to get things going. I will tell you this. Northern Kentucky is the tough out in this conference. I get it. Uh, Darren Horn, veteran coach, the whole thing. Purdue Fort Wayne is the upstart. John Kaufman's had them here for two years. They lost to Northern Kentucky 59-49 this year away. I like Purdue Fort Wayne in this game. I think Northern Kentucky, if you look at their metrics, they are not great. Okay. And they will be favored by two in this game, it looks like. Next one is on Monday, so we have a while. I really like Purdue-Fort Wayne. Uh, They did not have great odds because they're Purdue-Fort Wayne, despite being the number two seed. I think they were around plus 550, something like that. So a lot of people will back the Norse here. I'm going to take Purdue-Fort Wayne. I couldn't believe their number, and I kind of like them in this spot. They're going to have to deal with Warwick. Warwick's gone bananas the last couple of games and has just kind of been that tournament record type player for Northern Kentucky. And he's, I I don't know, maybe he's that player that's going to kind of take things over. His last couple of games, he put up 23, 22, 30, and 27. Look out. He's going to be a handful to guard. He doesn't necessarily need the three-pointer, but guess what? He can nail a bunch of them in a, in a hurry and, and make you worry. So I like Warwick. I'm always a player guy. You're, you definitely look at the metrics. So if you're going to you know, go, go one way or the other, if you're a player person, maybe you look at Northern Kentucky. But if you're the metric person, maybe you go with Mike and, and take uh, uh, Purdue of Fort Wayne. I would love Cleveland State to beat Wright State in the other side because mm. Wright State actually defeated Purdue Fort Wayne twice this year fairly comfortably. They dropped 86 and beat them away on December. I know that's a light years away, so it's not comparable. Yeah. And then in late January, they beat him at home by 12. The, the the guys, the it's hard to beat a team three times in one year. That's been disproven. That is actually statistically false if you look Correct. at the numbers. But but I just Wright State has had some terrible stumbles under Nagy in the horizon. They've lost in the first round two years in a row, yeah. one game and out. Um that's I would when they love, had love as well. And they, I think they were the number one seed in loss in the first round. They had the, the player of yes, the year and yes, had the number one seed. Yeah. Love, yes. The yeah. only thing I can tell you is I do not think Cleveland State is making it. I love what they do. They're gritty. They're gutty. Great game last year. I just think the offense will stall. I do not will not be picking Cleveland State. That's the only thing I can tell you from this. And I'm rooting for Purdue-Fort Wayne. I like them. But the only thing that would shock me, partner, is if uh, Cleveland State won this a second consecutive year. It would surprise me. They have great guards. They have great defense, well-coached. I just think they struggle on offense too much. Agreed. And if we're talking about offense, we can just go straight to Tanner Holden, the the right state, you know, kind of do everything forward slash guard. He's a threat for a triple-double anytime he steps on the floor. Uh, he's averaging almost 20 points a game. And if we you know take a look at uh, three out of his last four games, he's gone over 23 out of the last four. Doesn't necessarily need the three-point shot to be really efficient on offense and will do a little bit of everything. He'll board. He'll garner a ton of steals with his length on the wing. So if you're going to lean one way player-wise, 
Tanner Holden on Wright State is definitely a guy to look at. I, I've loved his game for a couple of years now. Excellent. Yeah. And last one, I think we'll turn to partner here. Can we talk about the Ohio Valley? I think we need to. All right. I, I have some issues here. Okay. Num- I, I, okay, great. Let's get to them. Okay. Uh, I am running to the sports book hmm. tomorrow to Are, put a substantial it- wager on Southeast Missouri State against Murray State. The number will be well above 10, 12, 13. They played on February 26th at Southeast Missouri State and Murray State won by two. This is a team that can score. They can put points on the board, Southeast Missouri State under Brad Korn. They are the number one three-point shooting team in the Ohio Valley, and you're going to get a massive number with them. I love them first half. I love them full game. And I would not be surprised if they did pull the upset on Murray State. That being said, if Murray State wins this game, they are not losing in the championship game. Correct. But I love the Red Hawks, who will get approximately negative Google amount of the money tomorrow against the Murray State Racers, who I think, Gus, are in the tournament, whether they win it or not. Oh, agreed. They're definitely in the tournament whether they win or not. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little SEMO love. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit down with that. And again, if we we're going to go player here and you're going to look at Southeastern Missouri, uh, you know, Eric Reed's the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He shoots it nice from deep, averages about 16 points per game. In the game against Murray State, he got held down. So maybe you can use that. As Excellent like point. motivation and Excellent. say like, hey, I, I want to show out against the best team in my conference and here's another opportunity to do so. And we, like you mentioned, 70 to 68. Maybe if I make one more jump or maybe if I make one more big play, we win that game. And that's coming off of two games where he was over 20. Yeah. So I think if you're going to pay attention to Reed, maybe he might be the difference maker in this and keeping it close and really playing with a little bit of an edge and a little bit of chip on the shoulder. Yeah, and it's not like, man, that they played tonight and they played on the same court they're going to play in tomorrow. Correct. And it's it's certainly not like in any way that Eric Reed went 5 of 10 from three-point range tonight. I mean, it's certainly not that. <laughs> and it's certainly not, can I get that number? I'm going to get it right now. Let me go sports. Well, I, I love that you got, we have another one happening right here. This beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, All right, that, so, that one I love. I and, lo- they're not blowing them out. They could win. Mercy could win. Eight points, nine points, whatever. Fine. No. Simo is live. Love SEMO is live. That would be the secondary title of the uh, podcast for sure this evening. Spread's not out yet, Gus. I'm waiting on it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, well, then if we just look further down, obviously we want to see that Moorhead-Belmont rematch from the title game a year ago um, where Johnny Broom went absolutely bananas on Belmont. So you want to see if Belmont can right that wrong, so to speak, and then maybe you know even out that score. And man, when Belmont played Murray State, it was a little bit laughable. I, I mean, when we had our guy Steven on, who helped us out with uh, covering Belmont, he was super disappointed about the Belmont performance against Murray State. He went in thinking that, you know, they had a shot. Here's the big showdown. They're a ranked team. Let's show. And, and man, it got to 20 in a hurry. It got to 20 in a hurry. So you might not even get that Belmont-Murray State rematch because Moorhead State does match up really well, and we saw that result last year in this very conference final. So if I were leaning one way, I would say we might be looking at a Moorhead-Murray State final 
And then, yeah, uh, I'm leaning Murray State there. But again, like you said astutely, they don't need to win any of these games to get in. They're in right now, close case, end of story. Yep, totally agree. And yeah. I'm I'm on it. I think I, I just think Belmont isn't quite what it used to be overall, uh, defensively or offensively this year. I don't think they're beating Murray. I think they would be in trouble against Moorhead, who's up 14 right now in Tennessee Tech with 11 minutes left to go. Sure. They've opened up. Uh, I think it's a great game. I want SEMO. I'm telling you, SEMO right now. <laughs> I've seen them. I'm like, wow, this team can really score. Murray State, timeout, under 16, SEMO up 16 to 8, timeout, Murray State. There you go. See if we can get that one right. That'll be okay. a ding. That'll be a ding on the next podcast. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. That'd be exciting. I think everybody in March would appreciate that and enjoy that. All right. And and one of the other things that we've gotten spoiled with, Mike, it, it are these buzzer beaters. I mean, th- this has been absolutely uh, – it's been almost a blessing if you believe in such things uh, for, for our particular sport. And it introduced March in just the perfect way. For our sport. So I'll just run down a couple. You tell me, you know, if I miss one or, you know, just what you thought of it. We had old Gardner Webb friend, Jose Perez, who's, you know, yes. from, from the area. Yes. He ended Iona 74-72. He had a little twisting floater in the lane for our local Manhattan Jaspers to get the win over Rick Patino and Iona. So that one was really cool. And then Gus, what really quick. Yeah, you, you know, guy, our, a guy Falatico, our, our friend who covers love the guy. He says Perez is the player of the year in the conference. It's not I crazy. Was, I, I, seriously, I I was surprised, but when guy talks, I listen. Uh, I don't know. I I would go in Defu. I, I I mean, I think Nelly Junior Joseph. I mean, there's some options here, but he likes Perez. Good for him. Yeah, I think Perez needed to find the right space for him to. Be himself. I don't think he was there in Gardner Webb. It didn't end. Uh, it didn't end well there. So I'm glad he came back home and has found a, a you know found success at Manhattan and it's success in a big way. So much so that he's getting talked about for Player of the Year inside yeah. the conference. Yeah. yeah. And guy's not. I, I agree with guy. I think he's played unbelievably well. He's yeah. run a little point forward for them and uh, has been really impactful. Done pretty much everything that Manhattan could have asked for. Yeah. Uh, and then staying local, Ron Harper does it again, Mike. Oh, Ronnie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this time it was up against Indiana and they got that huge road win that I think their resume has been missing. And I mean, he did it against Purdue. We saw it from half court and this one was just a pull up, just shoot it straight in your eye. I mean, he, I, I, I mean, it, he's in, he's in the conversation for, Hey, we're down, we're down two. who do you want the ball with five seconds to play? He's one of those guys. Yeah. And Gus, you can't say that they don't win on the road anymore. 17 and 2 Rutgers is 11 and 8 in the Big 10, 6 and 5, 6 wins against Quad 1. They're in Gus. They're yeah, in. they're in. I agree. One of our other games that it was just it went back and forth in the last 15 seconds alone, Chucky Hepburn, the yep. freshman. Right after Jaden Ivey hits a 3 and then before that Johnny Davis hits that pull-up banker, they played almost supporting roles. Chucky Hepburn with about 2 seconds to go, banks in the 3. Whew. I mean, you know, we, we've constantly talked about the luck factor. Uh, it wouldn't be t- – I would sign up for this right now. How about if we have Wisconsin and uh, Providence somehow show up in the bracket together in March and then we can they can stage off in the luck contest? Yeah, Wisconsin, what a great job Greg Gard did, especially coming oh. off of last year when they were criticizing him. Other thing too, I am starting to get worried about Purdue. 
I mean, at some mm-hmm. point, Gus, they got to yes. lock down defensively. And Jaden Ivey has great plays. And he also drives you crazy. He's like a mini John Morant. Um, but I'm concerned about Purdue's defense. In terms of going to in a Final Four and National Championship, which you can say about Purdue, but you cannot say about Gonzaga, I am now getting concerned about Purdue. Yes, I lost my future on the Big Ten. I'm a little bitter about that, but I'm getting concerned. Yes. Here's the reason I'm concerned about Purdue. It seemed like in that game specifically, but we've seen this before from Jaden Ivey, and I think you just alluded to it, he was playing more against the number five draft pick in June than he was against Wisconsin in that game. That's correct. He That's was correct. attempting to make plays that were not they, – they weren't in the flow of the offense. And you saw him pass up open jumpers. You saw him force when he didn't need to force. And it just seemed like he was disconnected from what they wanted to try to do on offense. And I think if – he can kind of get out of his own NBA draft head and just play Purdue basketball, then we're talking about something. But if he continues to play with that type of decision-making, I'm definitely worried about them. Yep. Yeah. Totally. No oh, he said it well. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect statement. Yep. Uh, our guy, Andre Screen from Bucknell, tips in the, the the tying basket with two seconds to go inside the Patriot tournament. I love that you know Andre Screen can have an impact uh, in the Patriot Dayton runs the perfect baseline out of bounds play with two seconds to play. Malachi Smith tosses it up perfectly to Blakeney, and they beat Richmond on the road 55-53. By the way, unbelievable work by Coach Grant because Blakeney was subbed in for for that play. Yeah, brilliant job. Both both of them were great. They're exactly what you're looking for in college basketball. The Dayton one was fantastic. Dayton, I was down on beginning of the year. What a job they've done coming back from using losing three in a row to UMass Lowell, Limscombe, and Austin P. Tremendous job by Anthony Grant. 13 and 4, 21 and 9. Davidson on Saturday, popcorn ready, and then they end up going to the tournament. Great win for them. And yes, they covered, by the way, Gus, which was very nice. That was very nice. Can I can I throw a little something in, in everybody's ear here? How about Dayton and Dayton in March? Oh my God! What a how great about call! That? Oh my goodness! Would that all, how how exciting would that be? All in, <laughs> and then your guy, yeah, Landris Fleming Jr. from yes. Florida. He yes. hit the big three nice. with six seconds to play, and I'm sure our buddy Eric Fawcett out there is was super pleased about that. And I want to say on the last podcast, you even said. I'd love to see Fleming hit a game-winning jumper, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Yes, And it happened against Vandy, just one game off. I love it. And Flanders Fleming ending his Charleston Southern career with a big three to end the last game last year for the Buccaneers and this year picking up right where he left off. The guy hits big shots, and they need players to make big shots to this team. Still don't trust Mike White, like Florida a lot, like their talent. Um, we'll see what happens. But Flan Fleming, love him. Love Flan Fleming. Beautiful. Friday, we talked a little bit about uh, what's coming up uh, down the pike. So we'll go a little fortune teller here. Uh, Friday, we talked about uh, Murray State and Belmont. They're both going to be in action on opposite sides of the bracket. We have uh, Buffalo at Kent State. That's an interesting one with two top teams in the MAC. And then uh, out west, the WCC gets rolling as well for their first couple of rounds. And then, Mike, we'll just dive into Saturday a little bit here. Uh, let's see which way you like uh, what you're paying attention to and what you think might happen and maybe why this game might be important. I'll just run down a couple. You tell me your your quick thoughts. Let's start with uh, number 14, Arkansas, heading to Tennessee, number 13, uh, 12 noon ESPN. Are we just riding the must bus here? K 
Ken Palm has it at Tennessee minus seven. No way. If I get burned by Tennessee at home, I'm fine with it. I'm not going against the must bus and JD Note. And by the way, guys, I did watch that again, the LSU game. He did yeah. travel before the foul. He did leave yeah. his feet and come back down again, yeah. but it was close enough that I don't care. I'm taking the seven with the must bus. I get it. It's Tennessee. No way. It's too high. I totally agree. And again, we're giving you full permission. The podcast is giving you full permission. You can put JD Note on an All American team whenever you want. Thousand yeah, percent. Whenever you want. Let's go to you mentioned this right before. How about Davidson at uh, at Dayton? It's on the USA Network at twelve thirty. Uh, you got a little A ten feel here for us. I like Dayton at home. I do too. Uh, I Foster Lawyer is he going to play? That's a great question. Did he play last game against Mason? Maybe he did play. <sighs> if say. he listen, if he doesn't play, that's basically taking like the steering wheel off of Davidson's offense. Yeah, Lawyer didn't play. Lawyer didn't play. That's the issue. It's yeah. Lawyer dependent. If it's if Lawyer plays, it's a stay away. If he doesn't play, I'll take Dayton. Absolutely. Number seven, Kentucky at Florida. Is <laughs> you know is, is Fleming going to do it again? Does Kentucky get right? What do we got here? Uh, I love Florida, but oh, it's six. Oh, uh, Florida getting six. <sighs> Stay away. I can't pick that game. It's no. too much. Yeah, I, I, I would I would lay two or three with Kentucky, but six is too much. I want no part of that. I like Kentucky um, to win, but I don't think they're covered. I would stay away from that game as well. I think that's going to be very fishy and very interesting. How about how about your guy? And I think Miss Randall appreciates South Carolina, right? Yep. Frank Martin. South Carolina is all, is five hundred in conference, and, and you know. Kind of hanging around. They're at number five, Auburn. Any shot here? No. Okay. Uh, I know. I, because I, I, Auburn needs this game. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to Florida. They beat Mississippi State in overtime. I love Frank Martin. Auburn beat him by 15 on the road. I love Frank Martin. I'm going with Auburn here. I want no part of this. No doubt. Uh, Louisiana Tech, UAB. I love UAB at home here. Huge game. You have two of the best players in the conference with, you know, with uh, Jelly. And with uh, Junior Lofton, I, 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 that alone is worth the watch. But the fact that both of these teams are legit teams and UAB has a, a chance to get in that large bid. What, uh, what do you think with uh, Louisiana Tech and UAB? I have it. You right now. Ken Palm has UAB minus seven. That's too much. I, I, I just think it's too much. I love a little UAB. too much. Yeah, I, for me that's too much. Um, okay. I love UAB to win. I really do. Four, three, three and a half. Sure, seven. Uh. Depends what it gets to. Maybe it'd be maybe it's five, but right now, if it's seven, guts says Louisiana Tech. A lot of points. Lofton. Okay, let's go twenty-one. Number twenty-one, Texas at number six, Kansas. This one's really interesting. Four o'clock, ESPN. Kansas definitely has been struggling. Maybe taking some of the the the, the foot off of the gas. Texas, you want to see them kind of figure things out. It's hot. It's cold. They're good. They're bad. Texas, Kansas, will this be the big game it's supposed to be, or will it be a little bit of a letdown? I would lean the Kansas way. Fog, senior day, senior night, maybe some of that's involved. I, I, I mean, I don't know. What, what, what do you feel with Texas and Kansas here? Texas thinks. I mean, I think Beard's done a really solid job. Trey Mitchell left the program. Dad was mad he wasn't playing enough. Kansas now escaped TCU tonight at home. Chance to win the Big 12 at the Fog against Texas, who struggles to score. And their last few games have been home loss to Texas Tech, home win over TCU, one point win away against West Virginia, home loss to Baylor. Uh, This is Kansas by 10 to me, and Ken Palm has it at 5. So I'm going to lay the points right away. Love the Jayhawks here. They are not losing to a limited Texas team without Trey Mitchell with a chance to win the Big 12 title. They're not. 
So if they win by four, I'll take the loss. I'm laying the points with the Jayhawks. Love that. Love that strategy. Mike, what are you more excited about? You're more excited about UNC Duke or Penn Princeton at six o'clock? Oh, are we going Ivy? <laughs> you know, I or are we going to go with the blue? Plus? Gus, I want to say Penn Princeton. So I know, of course, but yes. I can't in Coach K's <laughs> last game against North Carolina. Right. I can't. Um, I want to say Penn Princeton, but yes, I will. I will watch UNC Duke. Yes, uh, yeah, and um, of course, the great story uh, of how you and Mrs. Randall yes. uh, started. You know the relationship that you are now invested in is yep. through a Duke UNC game. So yes, that holds a special place in our heart. JJ yeah. culture. Yes, perfect. Uh, all right, and then let's get to the two late ones: Boise State, Colorado State, and then we have USC and UCLA. Yeah. Right now, it looks like Colorado State by three against Boise. Hmm. Unfortunate here for my Rams that the uh, Boise State is fifteen is fifteen and two. Colorado State's thirteen and four. So Bo- Colorado State cannot win uh, the Mountain West. Boise State has wrapped that up. However, uh, I love my Rams. Love them at home. Uh, Boise State great on defense, but I'll go with my Rams here and lay a couple points. It's a shame it's not for the Mountain West. Conference, that'd be great. But how are you going against Roddy the Body, who, by the way, should be the Mountain West Player of the Year over Orlando Robinson? Come on. And even Matt Bradley with his spin moves. I, I, I'm still going with David Roddy. Uh, I would go with David Roddy for Player of the Year inside the conference as well. And again, we're giving you full permission to put David Roddy on an All-America team at some point. You have permission from the podcast. That's both J.D. Note and David Roddy. We want to see both of them on an All-America team, please. Uh, and then uh, – do you feel like UCLA needs to make a statement here to kind of put themselves back into that conversation? Or do you think they've just been so out of, out of sight, out of mind? Or do you think that the, the injuries that they're trying to field and deal with are, you know, messing up the calculation that McCronin's trying to make on the sidelines? Yeah, injuries are an issue, but USC is a paper tiger to me. Really got destroyed at home by Arizona in a big game that they Ouch. wanted. Uh, 66% from the free throw line. They have some injuries as well. They don't force turnovers. Give me Mick Cronin's defense at home, UCLA. Last stand here at the end of the Pac-12. Ken Palm has a 10. It's a lot, um, especially because USC beat UCLA 67-64 back on February 12th. But I'll take the Bruins at home and lay the number. Uh, I might go the other way if the number's that high. If we're, if we're looking at double digits, I think that USC – they're, they're still like seeding to play for. So sure. I, I don't know if they would just go in and lay another egg against the other big team in conference. I don't know if they would put those two games back to back. I'm not fair. sure. Uh, so I think I would go the other way there. What else do you have for the listeners out there? Is there anything else that you need to share? Where are we going to find you? Uh, where should list some of the listeners go to see some of your content? Gus all over. Just working hard. My hair here looks cr- crazy. I'm just all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> I got you, you look great, by the way. You look I got fantastic. conference tournaments for four for four coming out. I got betting pros. We're gonna do some NCA picks for them. I still got the NBA picks that I do every Wednesday and Friday on the live stream as well. Be doing some writing for them. Living the dream. We'll sleep in a month and a half. That sounds perfect. Listeners, if you like what you're listening to, please don't forget to give the podcast a follow on Twitter at SES Podcast Efficiency of Keystrokes, of course, and on If you enjoy what you're listening to on your podcast consumption vehicle of choice, kindness is always cool. Hit subscribe. Maybe even leave a nice comment. Leave five stars. That'd be awesome. We're the little guys fighting the big guys. Help us with that fight. Listeners, let's enjoy the best month of the year. Thank you for letting us keep you company during that time. And we'll catch up with you next week. And hopefully we can talk about more buzzer beaters. And maybe we can even talk... 
you know, a little bit more about uh, what the Ohio Valley Conference, the horizon. Oh, man. Maybe even talk about Chucky Hepburn banking another three in for a win. Any of those things would be exciting. And who knows what our sport is going to lead for us. So cheers, Salancha. Grazie. See you, Mel.